Welcome back to Real Phonies, where we take a love for movies and television and combine it with very little knowledge about movies and television. I'm your host, Christian. Join with me are my co-hosts, Joseph. Yellow. And Jehu. Cacaw! Wow. That's an very appropriate. That, that, yeah. was, that, that was the cacaw for this movie. I love it. Either this movie or anything that Christopher Nolan's directed, scored by Hans Zimmer in the last decade, that has a lot of those low brassy. Yeah. Uh, we're talking Zack Snyder's Justice League. Yep. Um, finally, bef- finally, I kind of wanted to talk about this for a second before we get into it. Isn't it so weird? Isn't it as weird this thing exists? Well, I did. I did actually want to do this in case there's a single human being that will ever listen to this podcast that has no idea what the fuck this is about. I do feel like we should give a, a mild amount of context to what this is all about. So if, if you're trying. Good. If you're thinking Justice League, a movie with like Superman and Batman and stuff, that came out a few years ago, didn't it? Yes. It was originally helmed by Zack Snyder, who had directed uh, Man of Steel and Batman vs. Superman, the two preceding films in the series. Uh, and Zack Snyder was directing Justice League and had filmed in, in unclear amount. Percentages vary from like 60 to 80%. And in the midst of production, suffered a family tragedy and immediately pulled out from the movie. And uh, Joss Whedon uh, stepped in to finish the film uh, and reshot again. Very varying uh, numbers are out there, uh, you know, between like 10 and 40 percent of the film. I I think, you know, we've we've talked about it on this podcast uh, before, even though I was surprised to find out we hadn't done a whole episode on Justice League before. You know, I think it's a surprisingly cohesive movie for a two director movie with of such varying styles, but the internet right. super disagreed. Uh, and so the, the Zack Snyder uh, uh, devoted have been screaming their lungs out on Twitter and all social media that haven't banned them for years now uh, <laughs> to, to release the Snyder cut, which to them just meant the scenes that Snyder had already filmed in the order that he would have put them in. Uh, and HBO Max and Warner Brothers in an effort to create new content uh, for their platform, you know, uh, I guess acquiesced to the worst part of the internet and uh, gave Zack Snyder some money to reshoot, re-edit, and uh, put together the Justice League that he wanted in his heart, uh, which turned out to be four hours long. And I, I think, I, first of all, just a, a, a good indicator of where this is going. There were uh, approximately 15 times that you were just speaking that I wanted to interrupt you. So this one's <laughs> going to be great. Uh, uh, so just the percentages you brought up after watching both of them without getting into any of the content or opinions yet, what are your thoughts on those percentages? Because here's what I think at this point. I'm, I'm, after watching this, I'm kind of believing Zack Snyder. He had filmed like a hundred percent of this. Movie. It feel it feels like between eighty and ninety percent of this movie. He filmed a hundred percent of two movies. What are you guys talking <laughs> okay, about? Touche. <laughs> and and then I, you know, the the uh, the Josh Whedon thing. I feel like he probably did reshoot about forty percent of this, which is weird because they were just the same scenes, but a little more bloated and disinterested. <laughs> Yeah, the definitely this movie. I don't remember exactly how long the theatrical cut of Justice League clocks in, and I want to say between two and two thirty, I believe. Uh, I think it's shorter than that. I think, I think it's, it's shorter than that. Do you think it is? I think it's, it's just a at two. two. Yeah, yeah, I think that's right. It's weird. 
that while so much of this looks familiar, it's completely different. I, well, I feel like Joss Whedon. Uh, I think Joss Whedon is probably. I think you're right, Jehu. I would even go maybe sixty percent of that theatrical cut is different. Like, and I've seen things where he just took um, scenes, at, like the characters in scenes, and like digitally like moved them around into different places <laughs> to where they didn't have to reshoot it, but made the scene look completely different. Right. Um. So it's just it's it's. I don't know. He made weird choices with that, but I'm kind of with I, you, Joseph, where I think it's kind of better than people give it credit for, for the situation that it was in. Right. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I, I think it's an entirely watchable movie. Uh, I, I just but. think after watching this, that definitely a whole lot of the scenes that were reshot were not reshot for quality purposes. They were just reshot for, well, I've got to reshot a certain percentage of this movie for me to put my name on. If if we're right, uh, and a you know eighty percent or more of this movie was already shot uh, as is, you know before this this whole new movement, uh, right. you know I understand that Hollywood is a money machine and it it doesn't really care about the specifics of its money. But if I knew that my director had shot four hours worth of content and I knew that he wasn't going to be able to make more than a two hour and thirty minute movie, I'd be pretty fucking mad about that extra like you know hour and a half. <laughs> that I paid for uh, that is going to nothing. Yeah, that's that's one of the I mean, we're not I don't know if we want to just start talking about the movie, but that's one of the things that makes it really hard to talk about is because this would not be released in theaters. No, it's really hard to judge this as a movie because this is not something we would have ever seen in any other circumstance. This is not the movie Zack Snyder would have finished and we would have seen November three years ago. I mean, this is definitely the third cut of this movie. If there was an original unfinished Snyder cut and then there was the Joss Whedon cut, obviously this is a different cut than either of those because he's filmed new stuff for it. And he also just got to keep all the stuff that he wouldn't have gotten to keep if this was going to a theater. Right? Yeah, because there's no way they were going to release a four-hour superhero action movie. Yeah, so I guess I guess before we get into any specific, let's just do like general reactions, like just general reaction to the the quote unquote four hour movie in seven parts. <laughs> I can start. Sure. I I feel like I have I feel like I have a a weird relationship with Zack Snyder. Like I can appreciate his work, but I also recognize his flaws. Um, I did not want this. I did not need this. I did not fight for this. Having said that. I thought it was okay. Um, I had a better time with this four hours than I did with the three and a half that are the Irishmen. Um, <laughs> I you you did that just to piss off Ian, and I, I did. That was solely for Ian. Um, he's not here, so he can't rebuttal, but he'll yep. still get the diss. Um, but you know, I I think it's better than the theatrical cut. I think Steppenwolf is much better in this movie. Um, it Ben Affleck didn't look like and he entirely hated his life like he does in the theatrical cut of Justice League. Right. Um, overall, I would say this is better than Transformers. I, 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 I didn't love it, but I enjoyed it. Uh, you know, you said that about Ben Affleck. And I really think that when I was talking about, I think a whole lot of this got reshot just to get Josh Whedon's name on it. I think Ben Affleck was particularly the person who was feeling that the most? Like he was like he, he was. Yeah, very much I would like, say I would say I'm, his midsection was the one feeling it the most. But yes, <laughs> but I mean, just even in those interviews afterwards and stuff, he was like, "I just filmed this movie twice, 
so a different guy could have his fucking name on it. You yeah. know, like I, I think he was the one most. Everyone else was trying to make it work. He was like, "Fuck it, man! I'm, 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 I, you know, I'm not at the beginning of my career. I'm like two thirds through it. I don't <laughs> need this shit." Um, you know, um, for me, you know, going into this, I rewatched the two Zack Snyder DC movies, movies that I've been pretty brutal on. And uh, for Man of Steel, I, I totally stand by what I've what I've always said. It's an OK movie by a guy who just does not have an interest in Superman. Like he he does not care about that character. He doesn't want to make a character about that suit, the, the, a movie about that character. He wants to make a, a a like movie about a character in his head that I think is called Muscle Jesus. <laughs> and, and muscle jesus is not really very jesusy he's more like if jesus was really into stone temple pilots you know <laughs> and uh, uh but i think that's just what he wants and that's what he made with that movie and it's an okay movie but if you're a kid someone who loves superman then it was kind of a drag uh, before i rewatched batman versus superman i did something very strange which was have a conversation with a friend of mine who really liked that movie and whose intelligence I respect. That's not that that's a there's gotta be only one of those on the planet. (laughs) That's a very small Venn diagram. But it's my friend Austin and he's he he's unequivocally smarter than me. So you know the fact that he's always really stood behind that movie is always uh interest me. And I I talked to him about it and then I watched it and you know Here's what I'll say has changed about my opinion of that time. In the previous time we talked about that movie on this pod on this podcast, I've said that it doesn't even have value as a bad movie because it's not even fun to dislike. And I this time I at least had fun. Like, you know, I won't get into it, but when I watched that movie again, I was like, man, you know what? I could talk another hour about things that I think are weird about this movie. <laughs> so that must be. Like that does, has to have some value to it. And, you know, man, visually, it's a cool movie. It's not the visuals I would want, but they're fun to look at. Their action's kind of bonkers. I'm still not ready to give it better than Transformers. But what I'm saying is going into this, I was kind of primed to give it a break. And I think for the most part, I kind of enjoyed it. I'm not, I don't know if good is the right word, but it at the very least is engaging. It like for... You know, I wasn't bored by staring at this thing for four hours. Wait, are you, was that your review of Justice League? I thought that was your review of, of Batman versus no, Superman. I, I switched in there. I, what I'm saying is because of that viewing of Batman versus Superman, I was kind of primed to like this. Like ah. I, I was kind of I was kind of primed to give this more of a chance because, uh, you know, I, you know, in text the week before this, I think I'd said to you guys, I can't wait to fucking hate this movie. And that's really where I was. But I, you know, I don't know. I, I, there, I mean, I, I will talk a whole lot about dumb shit in this movie. But overall, I, I did not, I didn't hate the experience of sitting through four hours of this. Yeah. How? Just out of curiosity, how many sittings did it take each each person? It took me three. Took me two. It took me two as well. Okay. Yeah. Fair enough. I do have some follow up things to Hertz. Okay. Uh, that I, I, I just want to knock out real fast. Number one, on your, your Superman comment, totally agree. <laughs> Ian texted me and was like, man, that guy hates Superman. And uh, <laughs> it, it just, it reminds me, I think Zack Snyder like 
only has ever read Frank Miller comics. Um, The only thing he likes about Superman is the threat of Superman. Like, what would it be (laughs) if this all-powerful dude actually was here? Well, it would be scary. And while I can see the appeal of that, like, that's just such a, like, dark 80s Batman gritty the world fucking sucks Reaganism type view of of Superman I think right Um, the other thing that I think to your point Jehu about hating it and you know I've kind of been a proponent of the director's cut of Batman versus Superman I think it's better than the theatrical version because it actually makes sense I don't think Zack Snyder can make a two hour movie I think that I think the guy can only make like mini series type thing he needs time to let scenes breathe and he wants to add so much that i think the four hours actually plays into this film's favor uh i don't think it would make sense shorter than it is oddly enough uh because of how much that dude just wants in everything yeah Uh, i mean that, that actually leads into kind of my general impression of the movie in that like you know, I, I don't know if the word better is the right word for either the director's cut of, of VVS and the Snyder cut of this one, but I think more cohesive is definitely true. It's, I think that's fairly irrefutable. I just think, you know, because we have more time for it, we get to spend more time, uh, you know, getting the characters, getting the specific motivations for why they're doing, you know, this, that, or the other. And I mean, even, even, the extended fight sequences and things I think were a lot more followable. I will. So the, the way I would probably describe it, because I, I, again, I can't do a four hour movie and I, I I can barely even accept that that's a part of my reality. I would say any 30 minute chunk of this movie is probably better than any 30 minute chunk in the Joss Whedon justice league, but I'd still probably rather watch the Joss Whedon justice league than this movie again. I, I can totally get what you're saying there. That that makes total sense to me. All right, so do we want to tear it down piece by piece? What do we want to do here? I mean, I don't think we have enough time to go piece by piece. <laughs> First off, well, actually, you know, very, very top of the movie. How about that new WB logo, huh? It's something. It sucks yeah. shit. Yeah. 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 They paid somebody money for that. It looks like like cutting edge 1998 shit. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. I can't even remember how this one fucking starts comparatively. I mean, it, it's mostly about like the initial invasion bit, right? What? You know, the team is scattered. No, there's not a team. It's just a bunch of individual heroes. We kind of get their origin stories and there's an incoming threat, you know, that's that's coming to steal these mother boxes. I enjoyed getting more of the extended flashback sequences when the when Darkseid first came to Earth and the original Mother Boxes and all that kind of stuff. Do you guys have anything else on that? I, I feel like I'm just dominating here. All uh, I was going to say was that Connie Nielsen kicks ass in those parts. I was uh, glad to see more, just more of the Amazons in general that's in the theatrical cut because they kind of just get their asses kicked in the theatrical version and it's over. I was glad we got a little more exposition. Though, did you guys find the like weird... Uh, Greek chant thing. Anytime Wonder Woman was on screen, weird. Or was yeah, that, that was driving me that crazy. Was the, that was very. That was my first thing I was going into. So where you guys aren't deaf, you probably don't watch shit with the captions on. Oh, I watch everything that, with captions on, bro. It was listed like something like melancholy, melancholy Greek sing. No, melancholy ancient singing. Every yeah. time that would come up, and I just thought, man, that's what I really want out of my 
uh, out of my action superhero <laughs> it, movies is melancholy Greek. I mean, ancient singing. It just it just felt like weird, ethnically indistinguishable yodeling. And the and I, the shit were, there was the the Icelandic chicks doing it too. Yeah, like, yes, oh, yeah. Well, man, man, that just drove I mean, Sarah fucking nuts. Yeah, I mean, look, there there were so many specifically Zack Snyder sensibilities that I just I rolled my eyes at. I, I give it to the guy. You know what? Like the dude has a real strong like pin on the finger of what 15 year old dudes think is fucking cool. Right. Uh, so like, I can't fault him for that. Like he gets that. Uh, it's just, I don't, I don't think that shit's cool. I, I you know, again, in Joseph, you, it's just you and I here on this Island, the, the score in the theatrical cut of justice league by Danny Elfman. I fucking like, I also really I, like, I know everyone shits on it. I like it. I like that it uses all the old themes, everything. It the, plays the to my heart. The orchestral version of the uh, the Wonder Woman theme instead of the electric guitar. Yes. Right. Yep. It's better, I think, and it doesn't matter. But this guy was just like, fuck all of it. Anything yeah. <laughs> we've ever heard, I think Junkie XL, I think he did the score. He did, yeah. No references. He was just, you know, we're starting completely fresh. And I don't right. really get that. Like, you had Hans Zimmer score like three of these films, and you're not going to use any of his themes in it oh, it was strange right i will say in in the uh in the flashback sequences of the first dark side invasion dark side's kind of a bitch in this one ain't he he really doesn't come off as this really great fucking threat we don't yeah. really see that much from him that fucking uh you know that is really like makes him like the end all beat all of villainy i mean it's that but, scene plays out very fantasy in my opinion uh, very should have gone for the head, right? Right, right. Uh, well, I, I, I see, I'm not even sure where we are. Are we, are we talking about the recap of Dark Side's invasion back in the yeah, the, yeah, the before four times? Uh, the main thing that I, I really was most taken aback by that is that the uh QAnon shaman was a big player in that fight, <laughs> 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 which I mean. Kind of, kind of seems on brand for uh, Zack Snyder. Heard if anyone um, listens to this episode more than six months from now, that will be a, a pointless reference. <laughs> but Timely, right now, I yeah, appreciate yeah. it. I was also, you know, like on the note of of Zack Snyder's, like, uh, I, I, I don't even, I don't have the fucking hours in a day to talk about like the the weird hyper macho bullshit that Zack Snyder uh, pushes on the rest of us. But I love that his whole thing to like make somebody seem more imposing and, and uh, powerful is they just have like a deeper, grumblier voice. So like, <laughs> so like fucking uh, Stephen Wolf already has like the low, grumbly, like you know, one one step below like a Thanosy thing, and then to make right. Dark Side even more Im- intimidating, he's got to have <laughs> like a fucking you know subwoofer level, uh, just nothing voice. Like it's like a record played on the wrong speed. Or yeah, something. if if you know if there's like if there's another movie of, of these where there's like a bigger baddie than uh, than Dark Side, it's just gonna be like a buzzing fan blade or something. <laughs> <laughs> uh, who who did the narration in the uh, for this this segment in the Whedon part? Was it also Wonder Woman? I don't know. I don't remember. Because I feel like it was much, that's one of the things that was better in the Whedon version, I feel like, is the narration over it gave it sort of dramatic Lord of the Rings feel, since it was exactly the, the same thing as from Lord of the Rings. And this did not. I kind of had a hard time following what she was saying. Yeah. 
I think it was her mom. Maybe I'm wrong about that. I, I think you're right. I think it was her mom. I also liked in this particular sequence when when they do like our standard Lord of the Rings split it up among the different peoples. You know, the Atlanteans put it in this uh, elaborate guarded chamber. The Amazonians put it in this super elaborate, architecturally nonsensical guarded chamber. And the humans are like, I don't know, put some dirt on it, I guess. And it was the most <laughs> successful. It was actually. You're right. That's a good point. <laughs> that, that human king guy who I recognized from Game of Thrones but could not tell you who he played um, <laughs> I did want to ask I mean I don't know if we want to really break this down by section by section but I kind of thought maybe character by character or something and to me the biggest change and this kind of starts early on is how important Cyborg is in this movie Were you guys, did you guys think that was better or worse than the I, one? one thing that me and Sarah both agreed on by watching it is that Cyborg well the flash is so improved in this from the from the Whedon version mm. and and cyborg is not just improved he's a thing he there's a reason for him to be in this movie <laughs> he's, he's he's it's not, kind of a it's kind of a cyborg movie like it's kind of yeah. justice league from his perspective yeah totally I don't know. I kind of liked him better in the Whedon version just because the longer his his I'm a, a man and machine, I'm a monster uh, really grated on me after a while. <laughs> I will say, you know, both aesthetically and because of a lack of, I think, weird messages to put on top of it. I think the Flash would be a great candidate for the next Zack Snyder movie because I really enjoyed all the all the, you know, that was an actually good use of all his slow motion bullshit. Uh, yeah, totally. So I'd be game for that. Yeah, I thought I thought the Flash was much improved in this versus the Whedon one. Though in in Whedon's, I don't think he knew what to do with Cyborg, and the Flash was just there for jokes. But again, the Flash also deserves to be in this movie. Like there is he he has a there's purpose. a reason. Yeah, he has a purpose. Right. Um, and and I, again, maybe it's the four hour runtime or whatever. But we just establish that everyone here is important, except for maybe Aquaman besides the box being in Atlantis. Oh, no. I mean, Batman is the least important of the people. Batman is Captain America in the original Avengers in this movie. He's mostly just there because he has guns and money. I don't know that I necessarily agree with that because he's the only one we've actually established prior to this movie timeline-wise. Like, if this movie were to come out when it was supposed to, like he's the one we've probably spent the most amount of time with not Superman for sure. I just, I feel like his, his role in kind of a justice league dynamic uh, is kind of pointless. Uh, He's definitely not like the power guy. Uh, You know, I think the closest to like actually functionally using Batman was when he's like at the very, very end of it uh, in the fight with the, with dark side where he's like running around killing off individual fucking parademons. Uh, on the inside and that still sucks as far as like role within the justice league i feel like aquaman was more batman as far as like in the discussion as aquaman is kind of like the uh critical uh devil's advocate portion of like the discussion part where he's always you know kind of imagining the worst case scenario uh whereas in this one batman is very much like a blind optimist kind of thing uh, and the other thing that Batman's good for is being a genius, but he's not particularly smart in this. And I feel like mostly Cyborg can replace him for any useful uh, uh, tech or uh, know-how things that he would contribute to the party. First of all, that's a good call. In the second half, Aquaman does do the Batman 
parts. He is the guy who's like, maybe doing this isn't a good idea. Right. I, I, I hadn't really thought of that before now, but that's true. I, I will say that I don't agree with you that Batman's the least important in here, but I, I, I will say that he doesn't do the Batman part of a league story, which is he's the most clever one. Right. And he figures out some sort of twist that no one else can. But I think that's, mostly comes from the fact that you know Zack Snyder's not clever so how is he going to write clever yeah the other thing that was gross in this movie to me was this is the general throwing around money that was going on like when they really leaned into like Batman's rich like he goes to that poor ass fishing town and is like oh you won't tell me what you know what I want to know he doesn't come up with a clever way to like talk to them or like it's not like negotiating skills like how about a thousand dollars how about two thousand dollars how about ten thousand dollars how much how much money can i give you one person in this tiny fishing town that's poor uh to give get the information i want so i can leave Uh, be fair what he was trying to pay them to do is to let him talk to the person he was talking to and he knew Oh no, for, he was talking for sure. It's still like it feels it feels like such a dickish rich guy thing. <laughs> yeah, also, I mean, this is the dumb this, on many levels. <laughs> this is absolutely true in the uh in the, the Joss Whedon version too. But the fact that you know, supposedly he's been spending this whole time since Superman died, like thinking about Superman and his impact on the world and blah blah blah. I gotta I gotta realize his ideal that we couldn't achieve when he was alive, and that motherfucker let his mom go fucking homeless. Uh, when he literally the yeah, that he was weird. Buy to the me. fucking bank that was uh, foreclosing on the house. Well Fuck before, you, yeah, yeah, that was strange. And I thought maybe I guess I just misremembered. I was I was thinking BBS versus Justice League, but I was like, I thought Batman fixed this already. Uh, but I, I apparently I was just out of order. Also right. for no, also for no reason, Cyborg can also uh, change the wealth of the world, uh, and that's never fucking expounded on. They didn't have to add that to his power set, but they did, uh, right. and now it's his fault that we're not all fucking rich. <laughs> oh God, this well, is gonna I go think, on forever, guys. I, I know it. I'm sorry. That was just us talking about Cyborg. Do we want to move <laughs> on to the next character? Sure. Who's next? I mean, we kind of hit Flash and Batman. And Aquaman. So I think we're really down to Wonder Woman and Superman. Well, I just if, if we if that was if that was Aquaman, I have one more thing to say about Aquaman and that, uh, you know, I was watching this with Sarah. And, you know, like I said, I was pretty primed to try to like it. And Sarah was tra- Sarah was trying to get a good be a good sport. But the exact moment she was done with this movie was when Aquaman, defender of the seven seas, smashes a bottle and throws it into the ocean. <laughs> Like she was just out of her mind pissed. And like for the other three hours after that, even when something was going right, she would be like, okay, but Aquaman threw a bottle into the ocean. And she was like looking up other people on the internet who would say that said it was stupid. Like it it really offended her. But also in the second half, she kind of liked him when he turned into what you were talking about, like the the Batman guy who was saying, Hey, this might be stupid. She Mm -hmm. was she was sort of on board with him at that. They definitely, he has more dialogue in this besides like, yeah, hey, man. (laughs) (laughs) Right, totally. Which is actually something that I I, I did enjoy about having a lot more time in general with all the characters is because part of the fun of like a team thing is like getting to have the different interactions between the, the like individual members of the team. And it's not something that we didn't really have in Justice League, but in this one, we do a pretty good job. I don't know if we get every single 
combination. But we get little one-on-one moments with with you know a bunch of you know like Flash and Cyborg and Flash and Aquaman and Aquaman and Wonder Woman and all these kind of things. And those are good like little character moments that I think uh, make me make me care more about like them and them as a team. And I really I really enjoyed that. Uh, having said all that, against everything you guys have said, uh, I'm going to move on to the next one. Wonder Woman is the one I think benefits the least from this. Probably I true. Uh, I like I said, I enjoyed the Amazonian bits. I'm glad we got more of those. Um, I agree with you, Joseph. That building makes no fucking sense. <laughs> um, but I was like, you know, they're like, there's all these things, and there's a tunnel, and there's doors, but there's a giant fucking hole in the roof. But I don't think she there's I don't remember there being anything extra to her besides the arrow bit, I believe. Right. And um, it, I, nothing is enhanced by Zack Snyder's vision for Wonder Woman, I would say, in this movie. I, I, I agree with that. I, I think the only thing that I think is better is, is similar to what I was just talking about. I think because she gets more moments of dialogue that aren't specifically like plot driven, uh, I feel like I still am way, like way on the fence about whether I like Gal Gadot as an actress in general, uh, because sometimes I feel like she's she's like you know very charismatic and and uh, and like effortlessly charming on screen, and sometimes I feel like she's like you know just reading lines at a middle school play production or something. Uh, but I feel like in in the smaller character moments, I I enjoyed her more. She was more of her charismatic self, uh, so. I, I I found myself liking her more in this movie. I definitely think she. I, I I'm gonna agree with Christian on this. I think she was done better by the Whedon cut. I think that might have been just because that movie was just a big hit right before this, the Wonder Woman movie, and they were like, make sure you know she pops. And this was not necessarily that. Also, I think that she might have, you know, she might have gotten better as an actress in the interim between these and the reshoots, she might be the only person who benefited from the reshoots. Like mm. she was a little more practiced at that point. I'm still not saying she was great. But she was better. Uh, I think the opening, her opening intro, that fight scene against Bruce Bolton. Uh, mm-hmm. I think it's extended in this. Maybe yeah, I might be wrong, is. Yeah. but it's fucking cool. Yeah. I'm That's not sure. I'm not sure about the, 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 you know, like, crawling on the ground blocking things with the bracelets but it's fine disagree i enjoyed all of it fair enough i I think we i i wish there was a way we could have captions to the podcast for whenever you say it's fine there could be a caption at the bottom that says (laughs) not fine fine. (laughs) all right what else we want to get to well then i think that just leaves superman yeah superman i think is definitely done more dirty in this than he is in the the weed cut 100 percent. because again this guy just doesn't like superman yeah doesn't enjoy i mean i mean i think i think christian nailed on the head uh, from the beginning is he's mostly just a menacing presence all the time even yeah. when he's not like against the good guys he's mostly just you know frighteningly powerful and that's pretty much all of all he is well i i, I would say um you know another situation like this the uh superman 2 versus the donner cut the donner cut is infinitely better than superman 2 but it's hard for me to disregard superman 2 because the best scene in the fucking movie is changed in a worse way in the Donner cut and I feel like this was the same way like when Superman shows up to kick ass in the final battle that is definitely a thing that Whedon did better 
I mean, just because I, you know, again, Superman is is more fun. <laughs> right, right, right. He's he's like he's kicking ass and 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 uh, and whatnot, but he's also cracking a smile and a few jokes, and you know, he's he's a he's a likable dude. I was just gonna say that, kind of to y'all's point, I think Snyder, he, I think he gets like the look and stuff, like he makes Superman look cool and look powerful and stuff like that, but the Whedon cut, even with the bad lip has much more charm yeah. for the character. Yeah. yeah. Um, there's just that hopeful optimism kind of. And even at the end, like we get the shirt pull scene that is better in the Whedon cut than it is in the Snyder cut. It's That's like Sn- Snyder tries to do that thing and still it comes off as sad and depressing. <laughs> right, right. Right. Yeah. I, again, also watching this versus the Whedon cut, though, I really don't know why they reshot as much of Superman shit as they did. Obviously, there was things like the cell phone footage and some of the dialogue towards the end that had to. But like in the fight in the middle, why did they even bother with all that mustache shit? You know, when yeah, it was just cell phone same. footage, how the movie starts the Whedon one. Yes, correct. That's yes, fucking it is. wild. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> but you know what? Hey, here, here's one thing I'll give to Whedon. There is plenty of CGI in this movie that's just as bad as that mustache shit. There's there's a there's a few times where like Steppenwolf just doesn't fit in the panel, if that makes sense. Like he's just not standing right in uh-huh. relation to the world around him and shit. It's like that. It just looks like they hurried through that shit. Man, speaking of Steppenwolf, I just think that's a testament that this that okay. this just wasn't done. As much right. as people want to say it was done, it wasn't. Yeah, right. Speaking of Steppenwolf, Apocalypse is a real middle management situation, huh? <laughs> that dude's got to check in with his supervisor pretty fucking often. <laughs> That's true. I'm, yeah. uh, <laughs> I really expected Desaad to come back at the end of it. Like, make sure you fill out your timesheet before you leave at the end of the day. <laughs> yeah, you Jeez. The only other thing I, I personally would really want to hit is what do we think of the nightmare sequences? At the end? Yes. Oh, shit. I don't even want to. I mean, <laughs> the, the, the thing is, but you know, that's like that shit is that's Zack Steiner in a nutshell, man. Like, of course, his Joker talks about reach around. I know it really fuck, happy- man, that killed me. He's, but it was like he's on screen for two minutes and has two penis references. I'm like, brah, like, come on. It's like a fucking six year old who just learned a cuss word, but doesn't really know what it means or the context to fit it in. He's like, I'm just going to say reach around. That'll that'll be shocking. But these are adults that did this, you know? Is it weird that when I watched that scene, I thought to myself, Zack Snyder really does think in a post apocalyptic world that Batman and Joker would fuck? (laughs) (laughs) Like, I didn't take it as a joke. I thought, this guy really thinks these two would have sex, doesn't he? yeah look again i i had said earlier that any 30 minute stretch of this movie is better than any 30 minute stretch of the weed movie i'm going to exclude the last 10 minutes are you talking about the various endings or this specific ending? i mean either one of them they're both fucking pointless they're both just like here's some extra shit i mean this is the most stuff that's admitting that okay there never really was a snyder cut yeah yeah, yeah. because this shit wasn't there to begin it's like you know for uh, sure uh, but yeah, it was, uh, you know, I, I, I don't know. I mean, it was bad, but also it was, uh, I'm trying to think of it. You know, it was, it, it was engaging, but I, I, the, I think the movie would have been better without. It. Yeah, for sure. Agree. You know, I mean, 
it probably put a lot of asses in the seats knowing that, oh man, there's, or, you know, the figurative seats in this case, uh, that knowing that, oh man, there's going to be a Batman in the Joker scene and it's in the future and it's Mad Maxi and shit. But overall, it was to the detriment of the movie. A hundred percent agreed. The, I was good. on board like 80% like, you know what? This was pretty good. This might be the best thing Zack Snyder made like DCU wise. And right. then that happened. And I was like, <laughs> no, no, never mind. Yeah. Take it back. Right. Right. Uh, but then it's not as bad as the scene right after it. I, yeah, I don't know. They're both yeah, that, that God, that Martian Manhunter scene is bad. I mean, I know I made a strong stance against the term fan service on this uh, on on this uh, uh, on this show. But the next time I'm doing that, just remind me of that shit, because <laughs> that existed for no other reason than to just placate fans and say, see, I was going to do something different, even though. It wasn't something you were going to do, right? At least not that scene. Yeah, it's real dumb. The whole last 10 minutes is real dumb. Yeah, it's definitely if, if you press stop when the word epilogue comes up, that's good. That's fine. That's that's perfectly fine. Yeah, I think he's just trying to throw a bone. At, what is it? Henry Lennox and just say, hey, man, you were more important than I said all along. <laughs> right. Oh, man. I was speaking of I was trying to remember where I, I knew the actor who played cyborg's father from i guess uh, silas stone right uh, and it wasn't until he was really badly acting when he was under duress uh with steppenwolf where i was like oh yeah this is the guy that died way too dramatically in terminator 2 i was about what? to say if you don't fucking say terminator 2 <laughs> <laughs> he's sort of he sort of uh, endangers the world in the exact same way in both of these movies. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, I mean, I got I got random random tidbits of of just notes that I had over over this movie. Like, who gave J.K. Simmons that haircut, and how long should they be in prison? <laughs> Man, uh, you say that, but I thought to myself, God, it sucks. We're not going to get more of him as Commissioner I mean, Gordon. Sure, but his mustache the, is so keep good. The hat on. I I just love that he got into super shape for these movies and was in like roughly two and a half minutes. Well, to be fair, he's he's in he was in super shape for Whiplash, so I, I think say, it may just be a thing for him. Yeah, agreed. Oh, I agree. I think he might just be in shape if he ever has to play that Whiplash character again. <laughs> right. I love I loved uh, uh, as far as the small scenes go the uh, the cyborg Flash one where Flash is asking if uh, if he thought that Diana would be into younger men. And, and, yeah, that's, and that's a funny bit cyborg's like, yeah. she's 5,000 years old Barry she's <laughs> all men are younger men like there were some fun quips in this there were there was not so bad it it definitely is more lighthearted than I anticipated agree right. for just weird notes about Superman going uh, first off why did Superman go visit Alfred before he went I guess he had to know where to go <laughs> but he's also Superman, so theoretically he could very easily know. He would just fly across the planet in a fraction of a second yeah, and know exactly he, where they are. He can also see and hear everything. Um, the, the the black costume was stupid, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it looked cool, but it didn't serve a purpose. And it was definitely stupid when it was still there at the end, when he opened his chest and it was still there. Which, by the way, how the fuck is he Clark Kent? Clark Kent's dead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like well, Superman came back from the grave, Clark Kent did not. That was one thing that I didn't, I didn't really appreciate. I guess um, is 
I, I want to know the motivation other than he just wished he could have also given him a mullet. Yeah. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Gosh, I would have loved this movie so much more if there was a mullet. What if there's a mullet and a mustache? We mean we can't say mullet too many times because you guys got to remember. We'll get you yeah, all we, up. We, we fucking know. <laughs> okay. okay. Also, why not a beat? Like we've already established in this universe that he can grow facial hair. Why yeah. not just leave the fucking mustache in it? <laughs> just add a beard instead of instead of take the mustache off. Just put a fake beard around it. Yeah. But anywho, I didn't like the fact. I don't know. You might have to correct me if I'm wrong on this. Hurt. But I don't like the fact that Alfred calls him master clark because master is not like i'm calling you master because you're my master uh it's it's like an old-timey thing you say for like children in a family so it's like mr and mrs and if there's a child they'd be you know master whatever the name is and so i always thought that was a cute little like he's still kind of talking down to bruce even though he's right. a full-grown right. adult because he's known him forever and he always called him master bruce uh, but right. it's fucking weird when he calls somebody else master Right, some dude he just met. Yeah, I don't, I don't like that at all. <laughs> yeah, that's weird. That said, immediately after this was, I, I think I was really surprised this even showed up because I feel like Zack Snyder would generally be against what would be kind of, I think, the dumber powers of Superman. But this was probably the best possible use of freeze breath uh, in a movie. I really enjoyed it. Right. Yeah, I mean, I think that's the that's kind of the thing with Zack Snyder. Like, he's really good at making Superman's powers look cool on screen. Yeah, it's just the rest he doesn't get. Well, I mean, you know, my buddy who was talking about Batman versus Superman, his big argument was he's like, you know, I mean, it, even if the story does stuff doesn't land, he gets the visuals right and look making shit look like what a comic book would look like on screen. And yeah, I, I'm definitely on board with that. I think that's fair. Speaking of comic book on screen. So we knew the bat tank was in this. Did you guys realize that they were actual fucking mutants with like the red band thing on their faces in that scene with Batman? I didn't see I that. Did, I did not see that. But like, of course, there were. Yes, exactly. Of course. He couldn't help himself. <laughs> that's, that's the movie he wanted to make. Well, yeah, you remember I sent you that link where he was like, I would love to make a Dark Knight Returns movie. And you're like, bro, that's all you fucking made. I know. <laughs> dang, that's, dang. that's the only movie you've made. And uh, and also, man, both you and Nolan have have already mined all the cool bits from that movie. Like they've yeah. already all made it onto screen. That's pretty annoying. Yeah. I don't have any other stronger thoughts about this. At least none that won't make me talk for another hour. Well, what, what do you guys... Would you like to see more of this? If there's any shot on Earth, um, I'm gonna say yes. I'm gonna go on record and say I would be okay if Zack Snyder made it. Well, hold on, why the fuck was Ryan Choi or whatever in this movie? <laughs> I, I don't know, because you know what would have made more sense to call him, just have him be Asian and call him Ray Palmer, because maybe somebody who would have known who that was. Most people do not know who Ryan Choi was. He was Adam for like two years. Yeah, that was dumb. That was very dumb. Uh, having said that, I would be okay with more. If 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 Zack Snyder made another one, I would be okay with it. Um, but I want him to do it as a miniseries. I think he needs. I think he needs like five to six hours to get his shit right. Right. Yeah, I'm, I'm going with, you know, at one point I was so opposed to these movies because it was like, man, this is what's keeping me from getting seeing good movies about these characters that I love. 
But now I've accepted that's just not going to happen. So, yeah, sure, let's make at least I like the people in these movies and they're kind of bananas and off the wall. And even when they suck, they're fun to make fun of. So, man, let's do it. Let's do some more. Of them. Yeah, I'm uh, this might be me backtracking. I, I don't feel like I am, but I probably am. You know, I, I don't feel like my issue is so much with the Zack Snyder movie itself, because you know what? This wasn't I mean, it, it was four hours, but other than it being four hours, which is a big discount. It's it's a you know it's a watchable movie if not necessarily a movie that's not specifically for me it's partly for me but not specifically for me right uh, but you know part of my issue with with the Zack Snyder is is the association the ilk and the fan base that uh, <laughs> that is devoted to him and and feeding that that community I am super against uh, right. But that said, yeah, you know what? I like I like the general cast of this movie. I didn't I didn't hate watching any of this. So yeah, I I'd, I'd do another one. You know what's funny about the ilk? I, did you guys see the interview with him where he dissed geeks and gamers? No, <laughs> no, but that's sure. So one of the guys in the interview is like a panel of dudes is from geeks and gamers, and Zack Snyder was like, no, fuck those racists. And so then that guy went back to this Geeks and Gamers channel. Joseph, do you know who Geeks and Gamers are? Nope. It's I like thought you a, were just talking about the concept of Geeks I also and Gamers. No, 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 no. It's like a YouTube channel with like a bunch of people. Very alt-righty. Very much, you know, f- fuck Ryan Johnson and The Last Jedi. Right. Very much, you know, big supporters of the Zack Snyder movement. And this is the weird thing. This is a perfect example. I don't think Zack Snyder is like the people who like him so much right um they just happen they think he does and so they they're they're because that kind of shit appeals to them but so he's on this thing on this panel and someone asked him about you know geek and gamer support for the snyder cut and he was like no fuck those guys i don't care if they never watch my shit and one of the guys was on geeks and gamers who proceeded to go back to his channel because Zack snyder adopted chinese children hold on daddy's Mm -hmm. telling a very sad story uh has Chinese children and that guy said I would love to line Chinese kids up and just murder all of them after the Jesus. last year we've had yeah so Man, I, fuck I, that guy. I to your point Joseph I hate that it's encouraged some of the people who support him but I don't think it's necessarily his fault right no no, no no yeah 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 well and I mean really those 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 people I don't think really even understand their own fucking uh their own fucking belief system because very clearly the free market has spoken out against Zack Snyder's superhero movies, you know, <laughs> like, like this is very much special interests has made these movies happen. Yeah. Uh, uh, last thing I've got on this last thing, I have a proposal for if anyone didn't enjoy this, the ultimate best version of this movie. We've already done three. Why not do four? Josh Whedon's Zack Snyder's Justice. <laughs> you did Josh Whedon to edit this down, not film any new scenes just edit it down to two hours and that'd be the best version of this movie i'd be so curious if you could turn this into a cohesive two-hour movie well you can because they did they already did it just with worst refilm scenes yeah yeah but i mean it's definitely not as cohesive uh but they also like take make dumber decisions that are like intentional digressions from from what was already there uh (laughs) so yeah i don't know I, i it's so much shit I would be impressed. Uh, but yeah, I, I, I don't have any other thoughts on this besides that after watching this movie, I realized that Amber Heard is definitely not British. 
I'm 100% confident. I yeah, feel that like was, why does she Depp have an should... accent in this movie? <laughs> <laughs> I feel like her and Johnny Depp should both be canceled. They both seem like awful people. They who do. Really shitty they, stuff maybe they should other. just remarry and stay together and then we blast <laughs> them off to the moon or something. Right. Anyway, that's that's Zack Snyder's Justice League. Not, Yay. Not, <laughs> not, not as bad as I expected it to be. I both, right. the, both the movie and our discussion of it. Right. So are we going to talk about Falcon and the Winter Soldier? Because we no, I think have we should no hold time. off on that. Okay, is that all right? I thought we might yeah, do that I mean, next that's... week. Okay, I, actually, that's fine. Yeah, let's wait and do both because this one was very, you know, characterization heavy and not very superhero heavy. So yeah, yeah. I think letting another episode get under the belt could be good. Uh, but yeah, I look forward to that. We we uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier first episode came out on Friday. I think the second episode comes out this Friday. Uh, it's on Netflix. It's a six part series. Yep. Uh, Check it out. We're going to talk about it next week. But what else have we been watching? Uh, the only thing I have to talk... I did rewatch Aquaman this week. Um, and that movie is cheesy as all get out. But it looks really good. <laughs> um, the only other thing that I want to talk about is I finally started watching what was CBS All Access, which is now Paramount, plus some of the Star Trek shows. Um, right. However, I started with one JU. I don't know that you've watched yet. Maybe you have. The dumbest of them all, I'm begging. Star Trek Lower Decks. Oh, right on. No, I've mean, been meaning to watch that, though. It seems like it's fun. Yeah, so it's a parody, essentially, of Star Trek. I mean, just at large, but takes place kind of in the next generation era of things. Um, you know, Q pops up, Riker pops up. Um, <clears throat> and, uh, obviously, they're actors, Jonathan Franks and what's-his-face who plays Q. It's it's pretty funny. I think you I think you kind of have to be into Star Trek for it to really play. Um, but and it's it's dumb. Like it, I would put it on a, as an equivalent of like Family Guy and not like early Family Guy, like Family Guy three seasons after it came back kind of Family right. Guy. Um, it's not terrible, but it's not like that high quality humor animation like of Rick and Morty we're getting. Um Still, it's only 10 episodes. They're 20 minutes long. You can power through it in like a couple of days uh, or me a day. Uh, I want to say better than Transformers. If they come up with a second season, I would watch it. It's got Jack Quaid in it, which I guess that dude is in everything now since he was in The Boys. But right on. That's it. Oh, I did want to say there's a really funny bit. This is my selling point. The first episode is that there's a virus on the ship that comes an alien virus on a planet. And unlike in Star Trek, the next generation where it just makes everybody horny and sexy in this one, it makes them into murder zombies, which feels more realistic. Yeah. <laughs> Hurt. You know, um, since we're on the subject of something that came on uh, HBO max, uh, the I, I don't know if it just got added, but I just noticed it that Superman the animated series is on there. Yeah, sure did. And pretty recently. Um, you know, I'm not always like super excited when things from that era get put into high def. I think specifically with Batman the animated series, some of the earlier episodes of it, it really shows off some wonky things in the animation that you wouldn't have seen in regular death. So I I wasn't like like super into seeing this but i gave it a try and man it looks fucking great high def really works for this i've always been a big proponent of superman the animated series you know batman the animated series is more iconic because it was more groundbreaking and stuff like that but i really think superman the animated series had a uh, had a bigger hill to climb which was making finding what's cool about superman's villains and it 
I think it really did a good job of. It. They have the exact right level for uh, uh, for Superman's power level in that you know he can fly, he's super strong, he's invulnerable, but things can still hurt him. Uh, you know, if you throw a grenade at him, it's going to knock him around. Uh, I'm probably going to talk about all these shows a lot in the next coming weeks because I'm kind of just uh, watching all of the Tim Burr shows a lot. But since we just uh, got done talking about Zack Snyder, uh, I would recommend the three-part World Finest episode where Batman and Superman of this universe first Mm. meet. Uh, It's, you know, probably the, the, I mean, yeah, it's, it's the best adaptation of a Superman Batman meeting ever. It's, it's awesome. It's, uh, you know, even though it's three episodes where there are animated shows, you know, it really without commercials, it clocks in at about an hour. So you can tear through it either. Watch those three episodes. And that's a good barometer of how cool this show is better than transformers. I want to, I want to say two things about that. One, you sold me on Superman, the animated series, uh, years ago. Cause I, I oh, really, I, I never really watched it when it came out. Uh, but I remember you saying a similar thing is like, you know, that, that, uh, Batman, the animated series is more, you know, iconic and more groundbreaking and may have like individually better episodes, but Superman, the animated series is just solid from start to finish. And uh, you're dead, right? It's, it's, there's not a bad episode of that series. I don't think. Oh, right on. Cool. It's nice to know I was listened to. Yeah. Uh, and the other thing, and this is a minor spoiler for the exact same thing you're pitching, uh, but one of my favorite moments, both in uh, story choice and animation choice, is in the first meeting of Batman and Superman in that, in that sequence, uh, Superman confronts Batman and Batman knows who Superman is. And the first thing that Batman tries to do is throw him. <laughs> uh, and there's a great like third of a second shot of Superman being like, what the fuck is this guy doing? Uh, and it's, it's phenomenal. I, I love, I love everything about that. It's a great recommendation. I agree. Totally. <laughs> uh, I don't have anything. I didn't watch a goddamn thing this week. Uh, the only thing that I was going to uh, plug in case anybody out here has a PS4 and doesn't already know that it exists sometime at the beginning of this whole pandemic thing, uh, PlayStation released a couple games I think, you know, it was like the Uncharted series and a few other ones uh, for free, free to play, uh, no strings attached uh, that you can just download and have forever. And that was all I had heard about it for a long time, but they came back and did the same thing again this year. So they, they released uh, Ratchet and Clank uh, and like eight other kind of indie film, uh, indie uh, games. And I think they're releasing Horizon Zero Dawn, which is shooting robot dinosaurs with a bow and arrow. And it's pretty fun and like a week for free. So if you got a PS4, fucking download it because why not i I appreciate that tip yeah right on Uh, but yeah that's uh that's my public service announcement uh so next week yeah i think we're gonna do uh falcon and the winter soldier it's gonna be the first third of a six-part series but you know it'll let you know if uh you know we'll just just talk about it fuck it you guys are gonna watch it anyway uh uh, but thank you guys for listening if you guys had any other thoughts on uh the uh zach snyder justice league or the snyderverse or fucking literally anything that we talk about give us your give us your treatise on on toxic masculinity or alternatively your treatise on uh uh soft bitch boys like us Uh, (laughs) and uh we'll we'll may or may not read it on air and uh, if you want to get in touch with us, you can reach us at realphonies@gmail.com. You can also follow us on uh, Facebook and Twitter at realphonies and on Instagram, real underscore phonies. Thanks to Zach Evans for Art and Brian Velasquez for our theme. We'll see you guys later. Later.